0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Today's program has been brought to you by Fairway Market. Like no other market, a New York City institution that sells the best local, national, and international artisan foods for prices that can't be beat. For more information, visit fairwaymarket.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org
2: for thousands more.
3: We talk about food. We talk about music. With musical dudes. Finger on the pulse. Snacky tunes.
4: Welcome to Snacky Tunes. I'm one half your host, Greg Bresnitz. Darren Bresnitz is still out in Vietnam eating his face off. If you want to see his photos, you can go to his Twitter handle, and he's, he's actually been doing a really good job. Uh, that was just Picture Plane opening up the show. Uh, quick question, whose hands are that on the album art cover?
1: It's actually me, my hand and a friend of mine whose name is the original goth jock.
4: Oh, really?
1: Yeah, that's what I call him.
4: Oh, okay. What does a goth jock look like?
1: Uh he it, he invented this style that's called the goth jock style in my opinion I don't know it's it's a mixture of athletic wear with a, a deep goth sensibility.
4: Okay. Um I will have to look I You can't he... look him
1: up. I mean there's no googling the original goth jock. Really. He's just an enigma. You got to find him out on the streets somewhere. We're, what streets does he live on? He lives in Baltimore. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> shout out to that guy, though. Yeah, shout a, out to that guy. He's a legend. He really is. Uh,
4: so, we're going to be hearing more from Picture Plane later on the show. He's been playing some tunes for us and talking about new projects, food, and uh, upcoming South by Southwest. But at first, we have uh, Catherine Greeley from the Heritage. Did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you look nervous. Don't be nervous. Not nervous. At uh, all. Who is the uh, male, uh, director of mail order at Heritage Foods USA? Welcome to Snacky Tunes. Thank you. How did you get involved with Heritage?
5: Uh, well, I was always really interested in um, sustainable agriculture and um, sort of locally sourced and um, foods and, and food sourced from uh, family farms. And uh, when I moved here to New York, it just happened to be an opportunity with Heritage. And, uh, and I took it and I started um, sort of assisting in the mail order department and uh, just the beginning of this year sort of took over as director.
4: What does like, the day-to-day entail? for a for a heritage
5: it's a it's a really interesting um, office we have over there uh, just around the corner we um, well so we manage the website and sort of do all the marketing for the online sales um, we also fulfill all the orders for our um, for our customers uh, right around the corner so we have a, a warehouse we sort of personally manage all of the orders and then um, we we deal with all the farmers directly and and sort of speak with them on a day-to-day basis and organize all of the projects throughout the year. We sell lamb in the spring and um, goat and turkeys. Do you ever get
4: uh, any odd requests from people or just like just totally out there, uh, you know, suggestions on how they're. Food needs to be packed or shipped or pairings of, you know, what they want sent to them.
5: Absolutely. Yes. We actually got a call the other day. Somebody was looking for horse meat. Um, but <laughs> more uh, based on sort of what we do sell, we, um, we sell in larger quantities a little bit. Um, so sometimes people will want, you know, just a few slabs of bacon uh, per package or... A
1: few slabs of horse meat. <laughs> it, right.
5: <laughs> um, so uh, I'm trying to think today somebody wanted like a whole you know a whole pig um just
4: like put some cellophane around it exactly like wrap it up <laughs> send it over
5: yes so uh it's pretty interesting we have a lot of really um awesome customers though that um love our products they're very um you know sort of interested in trying new things
4: what do you normally try to push on them for new things like you know it's like for music it's like you know If you like this and this, you should listen to this band. Like, if you like to eat this and this, you should try this. Is it cuts? Is it animals? Is it...
5: Uh, It's a little of both. We, um, like, we just got in some guinea hens. And so we sort of, the people that like to buy our chickens and our turkeys, um, we sort of uh, recommended to them. They try the guinea hens. Um, We also, you know, we're getting bison in. because people are sort of interested in that. But then it also can be definitely be cuts. We try to um, do our even our pork cuts in different ways. Um, like what? Uh, well, you know, we'll try to do, you know, you can do a regular Boston butt that you, like, will uh, cook low and slow into pulled pork. But we might try to cut it into, you know, like the collar. And then, of course, there's the picnic that you can get out of it. There are, like, s- smaller pieces within the Boston butt.
4: So you can, like, order, like, a picnic... Picnic arrangement? shoulder, yeah. A picnic shoulder, <laughs> yes. What comes in the picnic shoulder?
5: Well, no, it's it's a cut of oh, the cut. pork. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, What's uh,
4: pic- say that it, the picnic cut It is? is.
5: It's like a pic, as if same same word as if you're going out for a picnic. No, uh, yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's basically the lower part of the shoulder,
4: okay. of a pork. Okay, a how do you cook that?
5: Um, you cook it low and slow. You braise it, or you can. Um, you know, simmer it, cook it, uh, it'll, it'll start to fall apart, and it's great for pulled pork or in a stew. or. Something.
4: If I wanted to order, like, a bunch of different ribs from a bunch of different animals, could I do that? Like- you
5: definitely can. That is the really cool thing about us is we do um, all these different breeds, and our slaughterhouse actually uh, keeps the breeds of pork separate when they're, you know, when they're processing them. So you can get, um, you know, a Duroc pork Mm -hmm. uh ribs and you can get berkshire or red wattle and each one of them has like a slightly different flavor different fat content and uh so
4: you can specifically order the exact type of pig that you want
5: absolutely from the farmer that you want even really
4: (laughs) and all that is laid out and managed through you and the communication now do do you work with the farmers to be like hey we're seeing an increase in orders for this and then they'll try and grow to match it or is that too is that timeline too long to be able to accommodate like popular cuts.
5: Yeah, we definitely try to do that uh, when it's available, and, and a lot of that is working with our wholesale department as well to see sort of when we can get more of it and when they sort of, when the restaurants are asking for those cuts. Um, but we definitely also talk to the farmers on a weekly basis and see what they're bringing in and, you know, what's sort of interesting, if they have a new breed or something going on.
1: How do you start working with the farmers?
5: Uh, a lot of them have been relationships that we've had almost since the beginning, our pork farmers in particular, but we definitely, um, we get, farmers will call in, you know, every so often and and we'll learn about them and uh, work with them whenever we have the opportunity. We're actually, we have a a beef road trip project that we're doing right now where we try to um, offer cuts of beef from different farms in different parts of the country about every three months we try to Whoa. switch it up so that people cool. can yeah get a little bit of a different taste
4: do farmers have to like how do farmers get involved like once they hear if you like do they have to apply do they need to send you cuts do they need to come up and make you a steak how does
5: that work <laughs> yeah we we have sort of a form a general form that we have them fill out just to learn a little bit about their um operation and then we do try to get some samples um it, you know, just to see what the flavor is like, make sure it's something that our customers would enjoy. But uh, it's definitely, you know, w- one of those opportunities where we, we. it's great for us to bring in new things. And then also, you know, we, we try to make it a great opportunity for the farmer as well.
4: Uh, before we take a quick musical break, has there been anything that you have been surprised that has outsold or outperformed that you would have been like, no one's going to buy this?
5: <laughs> yeah, well, the beginning of this year, we had a lot of, uh, you know people calling in for like pig liver and um pig liver pig liver yeah and then back fat and leaf lard are sometimes can be common but we had like a huge influx yes they're both part uh different fat from different parts of the pig
4: but going back to pig liver what what do you know what they were being used for i don't know if i've ever had like a pig liver tureen or anything like that
5: It is sort of. (laughs) It is used for terrines, and sometimes they'll cut it up. I don't, you know, I don't know the name of any of these specific dishes, but I know that people do use them. Ear and uh, pork cheek also.
4: I mean, jowls, yeah, ears. I always think of pork ears like just for like dog treats. Yeah, you can get those dried (laughs) pork
1: ears in the store, grocery store, Petco. Yeah,
4: well, really just. Really, just get you, but I'm sure people in New York will go crazy and be like, "I need to get the finest pork ear for my human dogs." Yeah, for yeah, exactly. No,
5: they people cook them for for guests. I'm that one. I'm not sure about what they do with the ears, but um, yeah, we sell we send them in a five pound package, and some people are like, "I can't cook all of yeah, these at how, once."
4: How many pig ears are five pounds?
5: <laughs> that, <You> are. <laughs> that has been a question that's come up. I think it's at least like twenty.
4: That's so many pig ears. Yeah. That I mean, that's just. That's crazy. Okay, anyway, well we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break and a big shout out to Lucy who is listening all the way from Africa. Uh, this is Snacky Tunes. A one.
2: This highway keeps going on and on. And time keeps moving right along I pray for good weather And for a peaceful ride And this highway keeps going on and on I spent 30 or more years on this road I have many, many stories still untold A man can never know when it's his time to go And this highway keeps going on and on. Blowing soft and cool Across my face And my mind wanders back To that old place Nothing ever lasts It's just a moment in the past And this highway keeps going on and on. Sometimes I stop and wonder just where I'm headed to. And this highway keeps going on and on. And this highway
4: Uh, We are back with Catherine from Heritage Foods USA talking about uh, mail-ordering pig ears and all other (laughs) types of different breeds. Um, I know one of the things that you do is that with each season you promote a different type of animal um, that's only available for a certain season, which is really cool. Um, What's coming up for spring?
5: Sure, yeah. Right now we have um, lamb, half lambs available. Um, and we're uh, coming up, we have a bison project and uh, eighth cattle shares, which I think are pretty cool.
4: What's an eighth cattle share?
5: So we literally bring in whole um, cattle and cut them into. Um, break them down and then package them into eight different packages and everybody each customer gets about 50 to 60 pounds of uh of beef depending on like you know the size of the original steer.
4: How do they divvy it up? Like how do they break up the jigsaw?
5: Yeah. <laughs> so we try to give everybody a little bit of each thing. So um a few steaks and you know then everybody gets some chuck. I think it's about a quarter of a brisket you get and um uh really you get a piece of sort of every part of the animal and then you get some ground meat as well.
4: Uh, and who are your partners for the 8th Cattle Project?
5: We have two of our farmers who we ac- they actually bring in pigs uh, all throughout the year for us and then they raise um, these cattle for us and we have Angus and Highland cattle coming in this year. Which is pretty neat. Sort of the American uh, Angus beef and then the Highland is a, is a very uh, historic English breed.
4: And do you get a little bit of Angus, a little bit of Highland or do you have to choose?
5: No, you choose one or the other. we have the um, they actually are coming in in different parts of the year, so we 're getting Angus in May and then the Highland I think uh, come in closer to July
4: fourth okay what yeah. would you choose uh, what, what would you recommend
5: well the 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 Angus is a bigger package uh, the The cattle itself is bigger, so those are really nice, really uh, sort of robust flavor, and the highland is um is a little bit different a little smaller but really interesting as well we have a lot of people that you know we sell ground highland um beef most of the year and we have a lot of people that really really love that and get it all all the
4: time and then for the for the spring lambs like people just come and do they just do, like i'm guessing for easter mostly mm-hmm. but are you shipping and packaging like half lambs just like how big are these boxes, and like, who, is it home delivery as well?
5: It is, yeah. And we actually ship, uh, most of the half-lamb ship right from the farmer, which I think is really cool. Um, we cut out all the distribution, and they're about, once they're cut up and everything, they're about, um, I'd say, 12 to 15 pounds. It depends a little bit on uh, which breed you're looking at, but we have four different farms and four different breeds this year, and they literally, I mean, they fit in um, really just even a third A half of your freezer, the all the pieces are pretty small. Really, the leg is the biggest piece you're going to get, which might be about five pounds.
4: It's pretty good. (laughs) But so, I guess that was my other question: is that how much packaging shipping do you do from Heritage versus like just kind of acting as the in between, so the farmer can just ship directly to the the restaurant or the business or the home?
5: Sure. Yeah. Um, We do do most of the shipping for mail order um our slaughterhouse uh ships out a lot of the the wholesale orders and then some of our mail order as well they're able to do but the for the farms to ship it out you know it's a little bit more of a um they need to get some things set up in order to be able to do that so we for, for things like this um special seasonal projects they definitely um are used to sort of shipping these packages out but around the whole year it can become a bit of a sort of a burden for them uh, with everything else they have going on so Uh,
4: and then as far as marketing goes how do you go for a consumer side how do you grow this business like what type of ways you go about attracting their blogs you can post on you know yeah. web- websites email blasts radio shows
5: mm-hmm. <laughs> we've been uh we've been working on that. there are definitely some interesting blogs out there who have um and some of them have shown some great interest in us like who um, shoot there I'm going to get some slack for this. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there um, we've been linking to them on our Facebook and Twitter. Okay. You can definitely check it out that's fine um,
4: <laughs> people are listening to this online anyway, so they can just do a quick
5: I hope so new tab um. And, you know, we try to work with some um, online sites who have some uh, really interesting sort of foodie projects going on. Um, uh, We've been on Food 52 once or twice. And, uh, you know, and then we try to sort of um, just reach out to other partners that that might be, you know, a good source of of marketing for us.
4: Okay. Um, So if I wanted to sign up and order some ribs... Of all types of different pork, pig, and otherwise, uh, where could I go, and how do I find it?
5: Yeah, you just go to www.heritagefoodsusa.com, and um, there we have a nice big purchase tab. Um, you can read about our farmers, you can uh, learn about the breeds, and then you definitely can see a list of all different uh, types of products that we have available.
4: Great. Well, Catherine, thank you for joining us. Thank uh, you so much uh, I'm gonna for I'm going to turn me. you back to your mail order. I know that you have a, a busy day. <laughs> Uh, coming up next we have picture playing gonna play some just play some jams. Just hang out, and just like ha- yeah, hang out and chill. Eat pizza and
1: play some music.
4: Yeah, sounds good.
6: I know the time ain't right. I just wanna believe you're worth the fight. But I gotta take my time Before I walk in blind. Cause everybody's telling me to walk and I could see there would be Falling Cause it fell in my mind Up oh. It's telling me
4: Well, Picture Plane, welcome to Snacky Tunes. I guess I Thank already you. welcomed you. But well, this is the officials. Sn- I'm eating some snacks. Yeah. Eating some snacks. Um, so, I guess we can start anywhere, but I want to start with um, you leaving Denver and coming to New York uh, and talk about what led you to make that decision, because, you know, essentially you can be a global musician these days and live anywhere and travel anywhere, but what kind of prompted you to, to leave Denver and, and come, come out here?
1: It was really just... Personal, I think. I mean, it it did have a lot to do with my career as a performing artist, I guess. But at the same time, it was just... I had been living in Denver for quite a long time, about eight years. Um, There's a lot of changes going on within the the DIY scene there. Um, I really just wanted something new, kind of. Uh, I had sort of exhausted... The city, in a way, I had really done everything that I could do there.
4: Um, what is, like, the pinnacle in Denver? Like, w- like you did that, and you're like, That's- I got nothing left in this town.
1: Um, I don't know if it was just any, like, one thing, I guess. It was just sort of being around, working really hard. It, You know, that city is small. Like any small American city, it's like um, you can work really hard, you know, within a community of people, basically, but you only get noticed so much. It's like there's... The city has a sm- very small infrastructure for, like, um, a more radical arts and culture, kind of. It's like, oh, you can get recognized by the, you know, Museum of Contemporary Art or something, and then, you know, that's about it, you know. there's what what You was hit it? a lot of walls, basically. There's a lot of glass
4: ceilings you hit. Right. Um, what was it that you... Th- felt like really actually did pull you out of there, that you're like, "Hmm, maybe I can actually leave Denver Like the first time you got recognized outside of the the city.
1: I had been coming to New York a lot, playing shows here. Um, My record label, Love Pump, was based out of here. What up, Jake? Yeah, I had a lot of friends and bands here, and uh, I was getting really involved with the DIY scene in New York here. And I sort of just started hitting me like, why am I not living here? You know, like it became really attractive after a while to just sort of do the life change kind of. Yeah. I I love Denver, though. Everything about Denver is amazing, but it was just... Do you go back? I've only been back once since I moved in eight months. I, I need to go back,
4: but, you know, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love New York. I'm just curious. I went to school in a small town and just like packed up and left there but you can only do so much with what you have around you before and when what has you know what has changed for you now you've been here like just by being here day in day out and knowing that your default is here
1: new york is so exciting i think you know even bushwick where we're sitting right now there's just a really cool scene going on to me you know people are talking about it like it new york is in some sort of new renaissance kind of Everyone's really willing to collaborate, work together. It's not really super competitive. It's really supportive. Um, you can do anything you want to do, you know, and, and it's people treat it with respect. You know, it could be the most insane, ridiculous noise band, whatever, you know, and it's like, oh, this isn't really neat, you know. it. And there's are, a place are, where you
4: can get, like, 50 people to come watch it.
1: Yeah, exactly. There's a. It's a thriving avant-garde within New York which I guess always has been here. It's why people come here, but it seems to be like it's it's on fire again right now. It's cool.
4: Are there any bands that you are working with or just been out seeing that you think are exciting or defining that? Yeah, there's this rap group, Rat King,
1: who I think are really exciting right now. They're working on an album that I think is going to be total classic, kind of. Uh, my friend DJ Dogdick... Teen Girl Fantasy are here Outro Nouveau lives here Um, I don't know the list goes on yeah a lot of great venues and galleries things like that
4: Uh, yeah I mean it's pretty amazing I mean do you feel like it's just out here in Bushwick or do you feel it's still happening like Williamsburg or the city or is it just kind of out here because it's you know the cheaper and everyone just kind of seemed to navigate it's
1: definitely been pushed out to Bushwick a bit I think Williamsburg is a. It's a nice place to be. Go get some nice snacks out there if you want to talk about snacks. Williamsburg has some What's, snacks. What are your spots? Oh man. Where is that? What they? are some good spots? La Superior. Yeah, Lost La La... Superior. These tacos just kill it out there. It's unbelievable.
4: I love them. I actually. <laughs> the,
1: my only issue with. I love tacos, and they are oh, some really? top-notch tacos. Yeah.
4: My only issue with them is that when they first opened, they were you know, they serve authentic interior Mexican food and they also served it the way that it would be served. So, like, if it didn't, traditionally wasn't served with silverware, you couldn't get silverware with it. And I just always thought that was, Very like... Very authentic. Like, really, like, we would have to order something that had silverware to get silverware, which led to a number of fights and, like, totally, like, insane. And only in the way that, like, New York, Williamsburg can, like, be that insane. I demand a fork! It's like, there are a Portland... Where you're just like it's like oh, I'm sorry, you know the traditional walking uh, indigenous culture did not serve it. They didn't even have utensils, so yeah. I didn't
1: know that. That's interesting.
4: Yeah, uh, I don't know if they still do that I'm anymore. I'm into that. You're into that. Yeah, like you don't a, really need
1: a, you don't need a fork for a taco. No,
4: not you their shit. tacos, but like some of their other dishes, like their sure. quesadillas and everything. Sure. Anywhere else besides La Superior?
1: Um. Pies and Thighs, I love that place.
4: There's a new Chicken and Waffles place that just opened up on, like, North 8th and Bedford.
1: Yes. Vinny's Pizza on North 9th and Bedford. This amazing pizza. Are, you're More not good? vegan, are you? No.
4: Okay. Because their vegan pizza game is. Also. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Their so Buffalo... Funny food talk. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we always get to be, like, as an artist... The place- Oyster
1: Place, La Pachon Rouge... Or no no no, no. Maison Premier. Mason Premier. Yeah. yeah,
4: all those places. You know the, the summer secret of like the happy hour. Well, every day it's like the four to seven happy hour dollar oysters, and like not that bullshit dollar oyster where you go to a bar, but like everything on their menu dollar, dollar oyster. I love oysters. Oysters and tacos, I could
1: live on those, but not an oyster taco. You don't want to combine the two. Really? Know. Like a know.
4: fried oyster taco? Maybe that exists somewhere, but I guarantee, I I'm I, sure. sure. I think Heritage was selling them like for order a couple weeks ago. Um, why don't we, play why don't we hear a, a song? Get a veal stomach and an oyster taco. Yeah, it's a, no, it's like the is a veal stomach with a deep-fried <laughs> oyster on top of it. No? That's next level. I try, one. Level I try sure. once. And you're heading down to South by right? I am, but you're also playing the Normal Festival before.
1: Yes, in Monterrey, Mexico, before South by Southwest is uh, Normal Fest. This is in its third year, and I think it's quickly becoming sort of um, every working musician's favorite festival. It seems like what? Why is that? It's just sort of a festival done for all the right reasons, which is just for the love and passion of music and culture. There's no corporate bullshit that goes along with any of it. It's just, uh, and it's this really cool um, meeting of minds between local Mexican artists and Americans. Um, And I think there's a lot of. It's, it's huge to me. It's it's like a radical statement, I think. There's, there's a lot of misconceptions and preconceived notions ab- about what Mexico is and what the Mexican people are all about. And it's really cool to get the youth to go down there and to sort of interact with real Mexican culture, you know, see what the Mexican kids are doing and what they're listening to and shit.
4: I mean, do you really feel like it's a, a 50-50 cultural exchange? Like, you can go to, like, Primavera or some other festival in another country and it's like you're going to another country and like you're immersed in that culture. Do you feel this one is more like really Mexicans meeting Americans and vice versa?
1: Yes, definitely. Uh, You know, it's mostly Mexicans who go to the festival and then some American bands really. It's not many American fans who are going down there. It's mostly just people who are performing coming from America to go there. I've never been to Primavera or things like that, but I mean a lot of the bigger festivals, you know, it's sort of just like you're in your hotel with your American friends and stuff. And, yeah, you don't get a lot of authentic experience of any sort of local culture at all. Right. You just kind of go there,
4: get your, like, tram to the stage. Yeah, play your yeah, set, yeah. Maybe this you is might not get like some. That.
1: It's a lot more of a DIY experience. And that's all due to uh, Todd P., who is the festival organizer and you know he's really uh, adamant
4: about you know i mean todd todd p is just a legend in his own right he is yeah he really is i mean i can't even think about probably the tens of thousands of bands that he has booked in his time in doing shows
1: and he he's always had his ear to the ground and he he supports art you know in the best way really yeah,
4: I mean, that, that's awesome. Uh, so you're just playing there as Picture Plane? No other side project? Or well, anything? I'm actually I'm going down there
1: uh, performing as Dick Pick, which is my new project with DJ Dog Dick. Um, it's our sort of weird synth noise band techno is project. Is it PIC? Yeah, like a Dick Pick on your phone. Yeah,
4: like from the Picture Plane and from the... Yeah, really just Dog occurred.
1: Dick, Picture Plane, the only name that how, we Yeah, how could long have did that, was...
4: how long did that name take to come up with?
1: We were thinking about it and that one came up right away but we were like, should we call it that? And then it was just like, of course, we have to call it that.
4: But it but in naming, like do you think that there is and especially in modern day like before like there were bands like when we did our show didn't with the band years ago fucked up played and the network was like, you can book them but we're never going to air this episode cuz it's got the word, you know, it's got fucked in it, but now it's like, does it really matter? Or do you think it... Everyone loves dick pics. I feel like, you know, <laughs> people are lying if they... Who loves they say- dick pics? Everyone does, I think. So, you know. I've got some, like, ex-girlfriends I could probably say otherwise that they... I hate dick I pics. Ha- well, maybe just they hate my dick pics. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, um, so yeah, I, I don't think the name is offensive at all. I mean, if you're offended by dicks, you're, you're just an, an annoying person, basically. That's fair. Yeah. I you mean... Know. <laughs> people got
4: dicks that's what that's what yeah. we'd have and people send and people send pictures of them yes it's just a modern it's a very it's like modern it's a modern name exactly um, let's hear another song okay cool T-minus um, 10
3: 9 that's 8 7 6 5
2: 4 3 2 1
4: What do you feel about Black Flag getting back together this summer? They're playing in Brooklyn. Oh, wow. All original members. Which singer? Uh, I'm thinking Rollins. Sick. Yeah. That's amazing. That's great. Yeah. 26 years? Something like that?
1: You know, it's interesting when things like that happen. I mean, because you have to... It's obviously about the money, kind of. That's a big part of it, you know? Just like damn, we're, like, 50-something well, well, years old. Like, I don't have much money. Like, let's get the band back together but and do you think charge Rollins, a bunch of
4: money. I can't imagine Rollins needs money. Like, he's been pretty prolific. Like, sure, sure. He's had, like, you know, all the solo projects. He's done a TV show. He's written, speaking towards, like, maybe the other... D- yeah, I'm not saying he's broke or something. I'm saying uh, that it's it's an appealing... It, it has to be appealing, you know, if... Yeah. Right. Or maybe it's the the, like, way has been cleared so much by other bands that it's like not looked down upon as maybe it was once We before. live
1: in a strange sort of uh, n- real nostalgic culture now that instead of looking forward to the future, everyone wants to just remember these things that have already happened, basically, right live in some sort of yesteryear-type state of right. mind all the time.
4: Like how New York used to be. It's like reading Please Kill Me and just trying to like hope you can recreate it. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so you are working on some new music, right?
1: Yeah, every day... Uh, working on a new album i'm i'm having a new single come out basically um it's called chaos radical uh and i'm hopefully starting to be working on a music video soon for it it's sort of like a cinematic presentation of this song where the the first time people will hear the song will be this video uh, that i want to be sort of like a mini movie kind of thing who's directing it I'm going to be directing it along with uh, my friend Lil Internet. Oh,
4: he's great. Yeah, he's I've known dude. him for from Boston days oh, so a long cool. time ago. Very cool. Yeah, I slept in his roommate's bed a number it's of times. Cool. He's he's kind of unreal
1: as well. He's a very unique artist, and uh, those are the kind of people I like to surround myself with. You know, people who are one of a kind, and Lil Internet's definitely one of a kind.
4: I can easily say that I've never, never met, and will never meet anyone like no matter how far I travel. Yeah, no, he's a, a true original. Yeah. And he dresses so well too. I know. I saw him out last week and I was just like, holy fuck. You like it was like six yeah, totally swag for days. Yeah. I mean I guess that's kind of what comes with the whole mentality, but he definitely like talks shit and then backs it up. <coughs> yeah. Uh well I wanna get time for one more one more song. Cool. But uh before you do that Want to tell people where they can find you, follow you, get your music? So yeah, my like, name
1: is Picture Plane. Uh, get at my Twitter. That's where all the excitement goes down, just at Picture <laughs> Plane. Um, I'm playing a show uh, in a few days on the 6th. I don't know what day that is. Thursday? Friday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday Jesus. Uh, the 6th at 285 Kent in Williamsburg. Um, is it's it? with uh, Andrew W.K., Dom. And Cities Aviv and Dick Pick is playing after Enter WK. We're going to do a late night uh, rave set. Awesome. Yeah.
4: Okay. Great.